Hello Patreon and welcome to another episode of All the Best Bits. It's me, Kevin, and I am joined by Will. Hi Kevin. <laughs> Will. How are you getting on? I forget that you can't see me, so me doing a, a no. cue is like I can't tee you up. Tonight we're doing an audio commentary for Tremors, which is a 1990 monster movie um, that had a big effect on me. I'm looking forward to this film tonight because I think I've only ever seen it once before. Oh, and I've probably seen it, I would say, about 20 or 30 times. Good. What can you say about it? It's it's a classic. I think so, anyway. Stars Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. It's directed by Ron Underwood. And it is about, as Kevin Bacon would say, man-eating worms under the ground. But that, I think, does a disservice to it because it's a very clever film. It's got tons of wit. And it's got one of the gold standard concepts, which is The Floor is Lava. I love it. So... I don't really need to tee up too much on this film. It's like, if you've got your copy, you can watch along with us. If you don't, mm-hmm. you can hear us react to it and uh, go about your day, do your um, your uh, exercise or your <laughs> whatever you do when you're listening to us. Yeah, what, what, well, I don't even know when this is coming out. So, um, yeah, whatever you're doing. It, buying Valentine's gifts? They could be, yeah, because it's coming out Maybe. in February. So, um, there we go. Yeah. And? Buy me a birthday gift because my birthday's in February. Well... Before you say that, Intent. the main character in this is Val. Valentine's. Ooh, Valentine. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Val and Oral. Brilliant. All right, will we get into it? Let's do it, Kevin. I am jazz and pumped and ready for this. Okay. Three, two, one. Why? So, tell me, Kevin, when's the first time you saw this, or do you remember? Uh, the first time I saw it was, I can, I can tell you the first time I heard about the film. Okay. Um, I was in a primary school in uh, uh, the Christian Brothers, not Mon in Cork, and a friend of mine, Martin O'Sullivan, was trying to tell me about a sequence that happens in the film with a guy playing basketball. Right. He's bouncing the ball, and the ball disappears. And he was explaining how funny it was, and I had no idea what this film was. And then years later, I caught it on the BBC uh, okay. when I must have been about 15 or 16. And... I was just really charmed by it. I didn't realize how clever the film was. And one of the reasons the film is really clever is for just how it opens right there with Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon peeing over the side of a cliff. And that is how the movie ends with them sending the monster, spoiler alert, Will, over the side of a cliff. So all this exposition you're hearing here, this sort of character exposition of like him pretending to wake him up with a stampede is the sort of the plan that they come up with at the end. And these are two characters who don't have a plan for life. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was so clever. And, and you know, well. You brought, you brought this up on character intro. I did, yeah, because I love this film. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a film called Grabbers, and uh, it's heavily influenced by this film, but not in the way that I think most people would uh, associate Grabbers. I just sort of wanted to emulate the tone. This sort of feel-good monster movie that um, I couldn't really compare yeah. uh, any other monster movie to Grabbers at the time. It was sort of like there was Tremors and that was it because Gremlins is a very mean uh, Christmas film. Yeah. But Tremors is just, it's its fun. It's, uh, it's, it's a very soft sort of scary movie. It's perfect for me, Kevin. It's right in my wheelhouse of scary movies where I'm actually, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a ball with the characters. I'm I'm laughing along with the film. It's more of a roller coaster ride. You know, that kind of like giddy, giddy terror, which is uh, the type yeah. of 
terror I enjoy. It was a flop on release as well, which is kind of sad. Ah, oh. but it 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 I from the brief scan of IMDb notes I read, it was a huge hit on VHS and home uh, video and such, which was made a bit of a cult hit. Yeah, because he would have seen it. My my friend would have seen it on video because we would have been. This would probably be about ninety two, I would say. Okay. And the film came out in nineteen ninety, so you know, at that stage, it was a, vid- a video release. But yeah, you said you said a name there, right? And when you were saying the cast, it stars Burt Ward, right? Mm-hmm. Are you is it Burt Ward or is it Fred Ward? I think it's Fred Ward. Is what you meant to say? Yeah, it's Fred Ward. Do you know what it is? It's because what? we started so quick, and I didn't have any of my notes. <laughs> That's open. okay. And so right. I thought, shit, I now have to start like riffing on this, and I couldn't remember. I didn't even want to attempt to say that the writers of this. Ah, um, oh, okay. Well, I can Wilson, tell you. Ron Wilson, Underwood, uh, Brent Maddock, and S.S. Wilson. Yeah, and those guys did Short Circuit before this. They were having a, a crazy run of it. So they'd written Short Circuit, and they were asked by their agent if you got anything else, and they came up with Tremors. And wow. What a, what a one-two punch. And directed by Ron Underwood. Mm-hmm who kind of had a bit of a run in the 90s, like it City Slickers the year after this, which is mm-hmm. a kind of a, another feel-good uh, romp in the desert. He or, does a lot of TV, though, for some reason. So. Does he? Does he? Well, yeah. his, his feature film career might have come to a stall when he did um, The Adventures of Pluto Nash in 2002. That's not his fault, though. That's Eddie Murphy. Oh, right. <laughs> That's hey, totally and Eddie Murphy. He directed a film that came up in our Christmas, in our uh, Santa episode. What's that? Santa Baby and Santa Baby 2 the the Jenny McCarthy movie yeah yeah. oh my god how do you know that <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at his his letterbox page right <laughs> okay. now he's done wow. like three or four he's done three or four no he's done like five Christmas movies this is such a well directed film it's sort of sad to see that he slipped into doing these uh, director video films and weirdly that he never came back to do any of the Tremors sequels wow have you seen the sequels seen all of them yeah and um, the, the ones that are written by the, the main guys the Braddock and Wilson guys they still have the same charm so the first three okay. the first four are actually really fun they're, they're very witty uh, they've got great ideas behind the, the, the setups yeah um, set, set pieces I mean but they don't have the budget to pull them off and here's Rhonda Ron, so this is a love interest yeah but that's really reductive though because she's sort of like um, she's the third wheel in this Buddy comedy, yeah. Because I actually like what happened there. So when they 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 knew there was a a girl coming to the site, and they pulled over, and Kevin Bacon had his wish list of all the things he qualities that wanted, and his perfect lady, and she's not any of them. So she's not presented as a sex symbol immediately from the get go. And um, she's more of a foil, but it's a foil that sort of is going to push Kevin Bacon outside of his comfort zone, which is what both of them need. Really, they're both sort of guys that. They need it. They need to to make a commitment about what they're going to do because they're just handymen, just pissing about and yeah. these unlikely heroes. But I mean, think of all the kind of monster movies out there and sort of genre films. You don't see this dynamic of two guys and a girl. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's just got a nice sort of um, the interplay is so lovely and warm and yeah, as I said. When I say that I watched this film a lot, it was mainly while I was writing Grabbers. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Even, the, what are the creatures' names in this? The, what are they called, the little, the, the tremor creatures? What are they called? Graboids. But here's Graboids. the thing, right? I did not name the Grabbers after the Graboids. I thought 
And I think that this holds true because I had not seen any of the sequels at this point. I'd just seen the original, and I loved the, the original. Uh-huh. But they never mentioned, they never committed to a name for the creatures. They were throwing out suggestions. Okay. And, and the, um, uh, the shopkeeper girl was like, Graboids. And they're like, nah. And so I thought, no, they, they, these creatures don't have a name. And I just went on with like, Graboids is a cool name for creatures. And that was as far as my um, my uh, direct reference to Tremors went. There was nothing else mm-hmm. about the film that I sort of leaned on other than just the tone of it. I wanted Grabbers to have the exact same tone as Tremors, which is it's about a community and it's, uh, it's about banding together and it's got this sort of um, lovely ensemble that is, isn't too violent, isn't too nasty and isn't too bloody or... or distasteful it's just sort of like an adventure mm. with unlikely heroes and that's that's why I kept watching Tremors was like to, to lock in on that tone because it's mm. so easy when you're doing a monster movie to sort of get really into it and get super violent and visceral and I thought no I've got to have some restraint here and sort of focus on the interplay the the charm of the characters and sort of double down on what the, the purpose of the story is and, and what I'm trying to say with it I l- love the type of those type of films which are about uh, about as you described that community coming together this how I love kind of seeing this kind of part of the story where they're coming into the bar and they all have, they all know each other it's like he, every, when he pulls up he, he knows the kid might you know throw his basketball out of his car and he's warning him he says don't you mess with my car don't mess with my truck um, but there's a there's no menace between them they all have this ease and familiarity with each other because the population is something like what did it say on the thing? It was a population of 14 people or something like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Perfection. Christ. And Perfection. every single one of them are uh, Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Look, nice setup there. Do you see? They're setting up that the uh, the freezer keeps making oh, a noise. Right. And that the whole uh, conceit of this movie is that you, you can't make a sound. You can't walk on the ground. Right. And uh, the vibrations will sort of set off these monsters. And look, this is another thing that I love about this film, right? What? And it was it was something I tried to propose to the producers of Grabbers when we were having issues about the budget and what we could lose. And mm-hmm. I said, we don't need the opening set piece with the fishermen. We can just have it open with the, the meteorite and that's it. Um, because Tremors, we've established the characters and the tone. We haven't established the monsters. So now, like, what are we... We're, 15, eight 14, minutes eight in, minutes. nine yeah. minutes in, and this is the first instance of um, something unusual happening in the town. But we're not going to see monsters. There's not going to be any debt. It's going to be around the 17 minute mark that you're going to see it. And we have this now, this grabber, which doesn't kind of make sense. Graboid. The ca- the gra- sorry, the graboid. Sorry, the camera is above ground, but the creature is clearly underground. We have that. Like, yeah, well, still, it looks cool. Yeah, it's a near miss for for Rhonda. Yeah, it's got that. Um, remember in The Evil Dead, he they stuck a camera to the end of a plank, and they oh yeah, just and they just ra- dragged uh, him all over the, the woods. Yeah, that is. And there's, I just, I'm just after reading there that one of the guys in the town is Michael Gro- Michael Gross, mm-hmm. who was the family guy. Ties. Family ties, and they says in the thingy that he shot he came and started shooting this the day after he finished the final episode of Family Ties like the day after he's on set on on, on Tremors it's true and he did every one of the the Tremors movies after this he's the only one of the returning cast members that came back for all of them 
But wow. did you know that the person beside him is Reba McIntyre, the country and western singer? No. Really? <laughs> She's very, very famous. You're not you're not her audience, but... Oh, I know of her. I definitely know of her. Yeah, it's Reba McIntyre. Oh, I They're... know her. She did like sitcoms and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, I know her from being in movies, but I didn't know she was a country and western singer. She is, yeah. A huge country and western singer. Wow. She kind of has that look now that I look at her. Oh, my she, God. She has the, the song at the end of the film. Really? <laughs> you're going to sing it first? No. Ah. <laughs> Cesspool septic pump. These guys, really, what I love about these guys are already, they really are the epitome of handymen. They're, we're, we're, they're not just telling us they're handymen. They're actually doing all these jobs with the, <laughs> you know, fixing they, fences. Their set- big plan is they want to just get out of town. They want to leave town and make it big somewhere else. And mm-hmm. they just can't bring themselves to do it. They keep sort of having the double back and do something else and just as they're about to leave town later on they're going to discover the first death in the movie and that's going to um, it's going to cause them to, to step up and level up and become uh, their full potential I don't remember how this ends you see so I'm actually curious to see where their arc ends up already. I've forgotten what you said Kevin I've forgotten that's how short my memory is this horror night um, so I'm no I by the way, I'm looking forward to seeing what the characters end up doing. So here we go. You've just gotten covered in shit from that little brat's um, <laughs> outhouse. Yeah. And they've decided, fuck it, let's just pack up and leave perfection. We've got to get out of this shithole town. Yeah. And uh, what are So we now doing? they're going. Yeah, 12 minutes in. Also, this mother, her daughter, and this is Ariana Richards from um, Jurassic Park. No way. Yeah, here she is in the pogo. Oh, no way. How yeah. old is she here? Jesus, she's like seven. She's, uh, I'd say she's probably 11. Oh, my God. Because this is two years before um, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, okay. Then two and years course, before the shadow. You're going to do a floor of, a floor is lava movie. You're going to have somebody on a pogo stick. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. That's going to come in handy later on. Or not so handy as a, a, a good obstacle. But listen, I, what I want to say, right, is... If you were to break down the screenplay to Tremors, on the page, it is just one of those perfect screenplays that keeps unfolding and unfurling, and all these sort of escalations and twists keep happening that um, really uh, sort of... I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just a great script. It's just such such a clever script, and they really maximize the, the concept. So it's not one of these throwaway sort of like um, junky monster movies. It's so well or, uh, constructed. And it's even well shot. I'm looking, I'm, as I'm watching it here, I'm just admiring the look of the film. There's no, so far there's no messy frames. They're utilizing the, that lovely landscape, which it looks like they shot it, you know, in the, in the near Las Vegas or something like that. It's, uh, it's very, very... Yeah, you kind of feel like, oh, this is a nice place to look look at. So look at this. This is the first. This is the first sign that something's wrong. One of the old guys has climbed up onto the uh, electrical tower, and he's not come down, and he's died of dehydration (gasps) up there. Oh God! So something has kept him up there this entire time. Oh wow! And when you're structuring a script, a monster movie, this is the way you're going to introduce the threat. We're seeing by seeing a victim first of all. No, it's just, it's like, you think of Jaws, you think of Scream, you think of Halloween, you think of all, all Gremlins. Um, well, maybe not Gremlins, but all these sort of monster movies, there'll always be some sort of opening kill. Yeah. And Tremors doesn't have this. Yeah. We almost had it. Well, yeah, even with um, the um, 
the student, the uh, the student, the student, the seismologist, um, which she wasn't killed. But that's so, just yeah. set up because you're going to so, see later on that something attached oh, itself God. to her. Uh, her uh, wow, we're just seeing the old man. We're seeing the old dude dead up there, and it's a pretty, it's pretty compelling. Yeah, in a, in another movie, you would have seen that whole scene where he is out in the out in the desert, and he ends up climbing up up the the, the pylon for to safety. Here's the doctor, the local doctor and his wife. They're building their own place. There was a moment in the, the Grabber screenplay where I directly referenced Tremors by having the um, the two characters that are killed in a bungalow. They're watching telly, and on telly is Tremors, and they couldn't get the mm. rights to it, so it became Night of the Living Dead. Oh, but they could get the rights for Night of the Living Dead? Because Night of the Living Dead is out of copyright, so people just keep exploiting it and using it. Really? That's why you see it so much. Really? That's like yeah. 1968? Oh. No, 1950... 1950-something. 1950 is it? Oh, Night my... Night Living Dead, yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Maybe I'm completely I'm wrong. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. I'm going to find out. So there's oh, the first death. On the first on-screen... Oh, first, mur- first kill by a, by a graboid. I'm going to look it up. And she's spotting it with her seismology equipment. So you, you've only seen this once then? Yep. Yeah. Nineteen sixty eight, Kevin. That's oh, when yeah, Night of the Living Dead came out. Okay. Apologies. This is gonna be a really shit commentary where I'm just like my head is not focused. <laughs> well I'm gonna be here. I've got I've got my facts like, you know, here beside me. Um so I'm gonna be pulling it up. Yeah, this is my first time uh, I watched it once and I watched it casually, um I like in recent years and I and I thought it was fun. I just went, Oh, that's uh lovely enjoyable you know it's funny how certain films connect with people and others don't like this to me is like one of the holy grail but you see you I think what's critical is what you said when you saw it you saw it when you were a teenager I saw it you know as a only a couple of years ago so I was about 21 so um, that's the but if you're trying to write a movie if you're trying to write a monster movie this screenplay is one of the best there is like it's such an excellent concept Mm. and Everything is so neatly doled out. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you've got the construction workers who are working on the road, so that's going to block their passage out. They've no, they've no finding a second body. Yeah. This is the guy that I talked to earlier on, and something has killed all the sheep. And it's like, what could have done this? Like we we know that these those monsters underground, but they don't know that. You know what I liked there about that about that shot was that it was a bit of a wonder on a crane and uh, as guys uh, discovers you're going to say that that guy's name again at you no 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 that wasn't no 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 I'm not <laughs> going to say it because that was it was a crane not a steady cam I'm not going to evoke our uh, Doc Brown uh, <laughs> oh, sorry I'm, I, I, no that was on a crane sorry I need to make sure I don't um, that was pretty cool seeing that head under the under the um, just poking out from the from the earth Psychos. He's, did he say he's cutting people's heads off? Oh, yeah, so they, they don't think oh, there's a right, monster. Right, 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 right. Somebody's been murdering people. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> and now the ah. 17 minute mark. Remember, I was saying to you that something major will always happen in the story, an, escal- an escalation point at the 17 mm-hmm. minute mark. Yeah. So here we go. Okay, what's going to happen? I really am watching this with fresh eyes because I don't remember how it went. Oh, my God. Oh, cool. Just after drilling down into these uh, constru- road workers. Oh, that's very cool. And we see the um, the jackhammer being pulled across. The That's similar to Grabbers. Oh, really? 
Yeah. That's have you cool. seen grabbers? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I like not every not the every year. Pull him away into the water. But this pulls him into the dirt. Oh, cool. Oh, and the other guy's going to get killed by the rock fall. It's going to mean that the road is is impassable. Okay. So cool. now they're all stuck in the town, and they are in the path line of these creatures. See, that's good. That's good. So the lads were getting, they were on their way out of town. No, they're going back. They have to head back because murder. Murder's a foot. Yeah, one of the locos has been killed. Okay, and the phone's not working? Hmm, because the power line guy. Oh, right. See and now they're going to find what was hanging on the back of Rhonda's truck. This is the reason every film needs to be set in the pre internet, pre mobile phone age. It's just so much more fun. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It just means your characters have to actually interact with each other. Yeah. It's like, let's Google it. Oh, just, just Google. <laughs> has, any, has there been any escaped uh, psychopaths in the last 24 hours? Oh, here we go. They've come across the... What the fuck? They're both really good actors as well. Like, Well, no, they're not both. Everyone in this is really good as well. So I like um, Kevin Bacon, but uh, Fred Ward as well is class. He considered this to be the nadir of his career, Kevin Bacon. Re- Kevin Bacon, really? Yeah. And he I said, was, yeah, go on. I've been in you know, JFK, I've been in uh, A Few Good Men. I'm a, I'm a serious actor, and now I'm making a, a movie about giant man-eating worms. Wow. Uh, this is such a such a, uh, a low point. He just did not know how good this film would turn out. But wow. he had a pregnant wife. And uh, he needed to make some money. So he took this film. And he avoided returning to any of the sequels. If he did decide to come back, a lot of those sequels would have you know, gotten more of a budget and there probably would have been theatrical releases. But he didn't want to associate himself with the movie. And I don't think he saw it for a long, long time. But then, as what usually happens uh, yeah. in this era of legacy sequels, he realized that there was such love for this franchise, and for yeah. this first film especially, that he decided to come back and do... Um, a Tremors TV show which did not get picked up but they were going to put it out sci-fi channel we're going to put it out no and, um, way yeah so he he realised a little too late how good he had it you know this, he's one of, this is one of his best films it really is it's a lot of fun it's interesting when I think back on Kevin Bacon's career I kind of forget where he peaked you know, I'm like going, I rem- I can remember him in films like, he, for instance, he was in Animal House, like in 1978. He was, he, and then like Friday the 13th in 1980, he's in like a load of films. Footloose, of course, was a big one in 1984. But then kind of like... Uh, he, You're just reading out his IMDb here. I am, but I'm just kind of saying, oh, oh wow, this is the thing. Yeah, attach yourself to Ron's truck. And... Again, when I say that, that the script is unfurling, it's like, okay, you think that this is the monster, no? It's a snake thing. Mm. But this is actually the tongue. So That's cool looking. The way it's grabbed onto the axle. That's really cool. But yeah, he's one of those guys that has just been a, been in a lot of films, but never had any, like, he was never like a, a lead actor. And like, you know, he wasn't, he was a kind of a co-star. A character actor. actor. A character actor, yeah. He's got an interesting face. Uh, and that's another thing about this film. It's got faces. We say it so often. This film's got faces. There we go. That's Reba McIntyre. Oh, my God. Jesus. There's, um, look up, look up Reba McIntyre's uh, discography. I think you'll probably be um, blown away. Oh, I, 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 
I looked up her, her, her IMDb and she's been in so many musical specials. Um, and the guy, the uh, the guy who was in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Um, oh God, what's his name? Reba McIntyre. The hard thing when you're watching the film and you're you're recording at the same time is that you can't really also Google at the same time. Well, you can't. I can. I can do. I'm knitting as well, Kevin. <laughs> Making you a lovely scarf for Valentine's. Oh, Jesus. So this is the scene that I wanted in, that I wrote into the script of Grabbers. Okay. Uh, because it was a, a, a one-to-one comparison between what happened to the, the fisherman and his wife with what happened to these two guys. Oh, okay, okay. Cinder blocks are in. Oh, the cinder blocks. But oh, these are our red shirts. The local doctor and his wife. <laughs> our red shirts. And it's a great sequence. It's, it's probably the scariest sequence in the whole film. So it's they're one of moving. The few sequences to happen at night. They're moving into the town. They're still like in a in a, a mobile home, and uh, having a romantic oh, moment under the stairs. Thing. Yeah, and uh, something is going to start eating them from underneath the uh, the ground. But it's so cool. Maybe it's time we buy a new generator, huh? This is a real Jaws type moment. It's, I'm just I'm I'm just getting absorbed in this. I'm just. The, the the husbands after walking it's out. It's gone. What do you mean it's gone? So what has been pulled out? Was it a, was it a torch? Was it a the lamp? The generator. Oh, the generator's gone. Okay, right. Because it's all about vibrations and what's making yeah. noise. So and they're um, just easing that. This is like your your quiet place before there was quiet place. I really am. You're you're you you you're obviously learning that I do not remember this film at all. <laughs> I'm like going, what happened now? What's what's happened next? Yeah, but you know what the other thing is? I've seen this film so much that I just it, it sort of gone in, I've processed this and I've shot it back out. So I'm I'm like all the details are all blurry for me now, but honestly when I say I watched this film maybe thirty or forty times and read the script and read the book about it and watched all the sequels, <laughs> I have Do you have any toys? I don't think they have toys to this. Oh, wow. Well. well, the toys would look a bit like a flashlight. <laughs> so you've got one? <laughs> no, that's a jumper from Grabbers. <laughs> All right, okay. Oh, here we go. Jim is getting is getting sucked on the He's sucked to his knees. So you, if you can imagine in Grabbers when the guy is sitting down and he, he's, it's on the telly, this is the scene that's on the telly, and I was like, yeah. this is nice foreshadowing. Yeah. When the doorbell goes and they think, who's outside? Um, the, 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 what's the word? The, the tension, the dra- I think, yeah, seeing someone slowly suffer like this and, uh, and the tragedy of seeing someone being, someone losing something is Watch. painful. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. It just, it's, it's tongue. Lashed out at the wife. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> this is such a great s- sequence. And now she's turned on the radio by accident, and that's noise. So does it? It doesn't. We'll find out, obviously, if it likes the noise. Excuse me. Or doesn't <laughs> like the noise. No, it's just it. It hunts based on vibrations. Noise. Okay. So it's going to take the whole car under the ground. <gasps> Spoiler. Well, you haven't seen this at all. You're I have, <laughs> Kevin. I just don't remember it. 
I really just don't remember. Like, I swear to God, that I'm at that stage of my life where I don't remember. to me. That's like, I don't understand. It's like saying, I can't remember Jaws. <laughs> yeah, I truly don't remember what the, the, the particular beats of this film. But when I see the shots, you go, oh yeah, that's familiar. Yeah. Oh, they're going for the whole car. Like, you know, that's got to taste like shit. But obviously, they're just <laughs> eating anything that... Um, I think it's just hunting. It's like there's a... There's a there's an oyster inside the shell. I've got to crack the shell. And come here. Do the, is there like a, a? This is um, one of my favorite shots. That shot. Oh, I like that. It's kind of a. And that's obviously an after effect. The 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 car lights shining up into the sky. No, they did it for real. <laughs> There's Ariana Richards. Oh, it is. Oh my God. She's so she's, she's been in two classic monster movies. Oh jeez. Uh, well, Jaws and this. Yeah, I mean Jurassic Park and this. No, Jaws and this. Jaws and this. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> she was. No, actually, it's this and it's Tremors 3, Back to Perfection, where she returns. <laughs> does, she, does she actually come back? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone that survives this comes back. As I was looking up somewhere, I was looking up, um, you know, when you look up something like the cast or whatever, um, on Twitter or something like that, it showed, uh, it says, look at the cast of Jurassic Park then and now. And it showed a picture of her in Jurassic Park and her now. But the one of her now is her in a bikini beside a pool. And it's Denise Richards. <laughs> like, that's Denise Richards. That's one of those like um, those uh, spam ones. Where yeah. It, it, trying to hook you in. I always yeah. get things with like pimple popping and fucking <laughs> removed teeth and stuff. And I'm like, this is foul. Oh, I don't want to see this. Or I also get fucking uh, funeral homes and retirement plans. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, Kevin? Oh my God. Do you know what it is? It's because when I had Facebook, I set my age on Facebook as 118 years of age. <laughs> and so I was just immediately getting funeral home and uh, retirement plan um, ads. And I thought, yeah, I gamed the system, you fuckers. <laughs> what is that guy's name? I need to look it up now. Uh, I'm going to find it before you. I'm going to get it before you. Who's best on a horse? Screw I apologize to everyone that wanted to hear what the writer of Grabbers thought of Tremors and it's just so um what does the writer of Grabbers Victor Wong Kevin Victor, Victor Wong. Wong Victor Wong Big Trouble Little China Seven Years in Tibet The Joy Luck Club Jade Three Ninjas All the I do ninjas. bristle though anytime somebody says that Grabbers is just like Tremors Oh really? I think or I where they sa- say that it's like um, it's a rip off of Tremors. Like, I rip, ripping off what you fuckers? It's I've descri- <laughs> I have unfortunately recently um, I've described it as a love letter to Tremors. But I'm a, would you do you bristle if I say that? No, I think the fair thing to say is that if Tremors didn't exist, I probably would have written a different version of Grabbers because I wouldn't have had that North Star of like okay. oh you can make you can tell a monster movie that isn't. Um, out and out violent and scary that it is uh, about a community spirit in a town there's very little death in Grabbers and there's very little death in this is there any other can you put any other film in the same uh, ballpark as as those films I'm just only one other and that's Lake Placid very good very good well done well done yeah you're right because Jaws is very violent. Arachnophobia as well, I think, it would probably be, be a good comparison. But Arachnophobia is like a, a remake of Jaws. follows all the exact same beats. I found Arachnophobia to be quite terrifying, but it was like, that age that I saw it. I saw it when it came out. Like, same year as this, maybe? Probably. Probably, yeah. Hey, I want to do... And this has become a trend of mine um, over these audio commentaries. 
But do you want to get? Uh, would you would you like me to give you the rundown of the top ten movies that came out the weekends? Grabbers, uh, not grab. Tremors came out. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go with Ghost. I'm going to go with A Pretty Woman. I'm going to go with Ghostbusters Two. I'm going to go with Bill and Ted's. This is the weekend. Book. The weekend. Same weekend. I know. I'm just. I'm just. Go on. You know, randomly throwing stuff out. I'm randomly throwing stuff out that came out in 1990. Yeah. So far, you've hit zero. None. <laughs> None. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a whip. I'll give you a whip down. In tenth position, and it's been it had been in the in box office for a number of weeks. Was Back to the Future Part Two made an absolute fortune, 107 million at that stage. I saw that uh, in the cinema. Did you? I didn't. In, in ninth place was Driving Miss Daisy, not at all controversial Oscar winner. In eighth place was The Little Mermaid, and made a lot of money, 92, 95 million at that stage. Haven't seen uh, either of those. Oh really? So, um, seventh is Steel Magnolias, which I actually don't think I've seen to completion. I've seen that. Fifth, sorry, sixth was Always Steven Spielberg made thirty yep. million. Not a very good Spielberg movie. Too too sentimental and maudlin for me. Mm. Uh, fifth was Tremors, so it opened in fifth position in the weekend of uh, January nineteenth, nineteen ninety. Then fourth was Internal Affairs with Richard Gere. Third was The War of the Roses. In second place was Tango and Cash, and in first place, on January nineteenth, nineteen ninety, was Born on the Fourth of July. January. That's a. These are all Christmas holdovers then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dumping ground. They mustn't have had any faith in this film if they were opening in January. Yep. That's kind of what happened. It was that's the opening. It was the only big film that came out that weekend. So that's where they. Uh, I yep. spoke about how much uh, love I had for for Tremors, just for the the, the great storytelling. And again, it's like here. They're, they're exploring, though. They think there are little snakes out there that have killed people. The doctor's gone missing. The, the walls are closing in. There's an escalation that keeps happening. And they're still trying to piece together this puzzle. Mm-hmm. And it's going to lead to one of the, the great uh, um, conceits of this film, which is the rocks. I'm trying to stay on rocks, stay off the ground. The floor is lava concept is about to come into play now because up till now they're still running around on the on the dirt on the ground. Um, oh wow, and we've seen the horse actually. Oh wow, so now we're actually seeing the horse properly getting um, grabbed, latched onto like a like when a I, python. When I talked about this film with the the guys I was making grabbers with, and I said how much I love tremors and, and sort of this is the tone of the script. Yeah, there was a. F- there was a lot of people actually involved in the film which didn't rate Drummers. They didn't think it was a good film. They really? went back and they watched it again. They still didn't think it was good. They thought it was um, it was deserving of its B-movie status that they didn't think it was as... Oh no, it's good. It's And this is the KMB guys. Really? Special effects guys, yeah. It's their big, you know, break. Because they'd worked on the Stan Winston on Aliens and stuff, and this was the time when they got to make their own monster. Jeez, Jesus. Oh, it looks class. 35-foot-long thing. It looks class. And, you know, I, so I kind of like as well the... Look, these are great moments. These great, oh, like, ideas. Defenses, and also defenses have already been established earlier on. I know that's kind of a bit, but it, it looks cool. How can... And using... Okay, how can we visual... How can we visually convey what these things are, the movement of these creatures through... And now this is class. They've gone into this dike, this cement dike. And now that thing is dead. And you think, okay, uh, yes, that's the can. monster. It's done. The story's, we're wrapping it up now. Yeah. yeah. For these characters, obviously for us, we know that this is just. We're only 33 <laughs> minutes in. We're only 33. 
But in every other monster movie, you only have the one monster. Mm-hmm. So uh, I assume there's going to be uh, more. Or... <laughs> I look at Kevin Big. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there are there are twelve more. Oh, she doesn't have a clue. That's what's so funny about it. She's like, oh, hey. funny. I can say anything, and you, and you're just going to believe it now because you don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I do not remember. There's when I see these, when I see certain shots, I'm like going, "Oh yeah, that's familiar." Like the um, the fence post being pulled into the ground. I remember seeing. I remember that. That was such a cool image. But now you get to do your whole science autopsy scene, which is almost a um, a standard of monster movies. You've got to have somebody sort of picking it apart mm. and, and trying to figure out what the fuck this thing is. And I what love. I, go on. What I loved about the the what I this is another thing that I implemented in grabbers from tremors they don't tell you what these things are mm-hmm. obviously in the sequels they try to you know reveal more and more but they don't know are they aliens are they dinosaurs yeah. are they just a, an undiscovered species like what are they they never find out we never find out and i love that they don't there's have to explain it there's no character in the film that's going I'll tell you what's in them desert there's a thing it's called a grabber you know that that character isn't that wizard character isn't delivering like exposition it's just we're we're learning by by them doing we're, we're along with the characters we're actually head of the characters they don't have a clue what's actually going on we kind of oh wow if I found the ass end but are we ahead <laughs> of the characters I don't think we're, we are we're slightly just slightly about the we saw we, we kind of feel it's the motion it's the you know the we because we've witnessed a couple of these deaths and we're slightly ahead of these characters anyway mm, just slightly I think we are um I'll I'll concede the point just just slightly we kind of know these things are coming up from the ground and they're going to they're going to kill you but we didn't know that this thing was this size oh we didn't know it was this size but we knew it we knew it would kill you mm-hmm <laughs> like, like for instance, when we were ta- when he was saying, "Oh, we, like we're ahead of the characters," when the guy said, "There's a head in the ground. There's a serial killer. We're ahead of them. We know. We know what's there's a there's a monster in the ground." And now they've got their plan. They're gonna make a fortune from this thing. Uh-huh. So they've got their ticket out of there. It's great. They've gotten what they wanted. Yeah. So this is what I like. This it's just neat character writing. They have a from the beginning. They kind of have a clear. They, they, their goal is vague, but it's clear. It's vague in the sense that they just want to kind of like make it big and have strike it lucky and stop being, you know, just handymen. And this is, you know, by happenstance, they've got their ticket. Great. And it kind of like clicks. It clicks as character motivation. And it's good that the two of them share it. There's a lovely... It's They, they don't have conflict. They're like almost one character, which is kind of really... Oh, Jesus. Oh, so she has been doing seismographs and stuff uh, in the uh, the desert, and she's able to tell them that this has been going on for a while, and mm-hmm. there's more than one of them. So we know now that there can't be just one monster. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Fred Ward's leg got stuck down a down a small hole. <laughs> now they're gonna have to get to higher ground. It's yeah. It, this is fun because it's always in motion. Um, there's no dull scene so far. There's it's okay. So tell me, what do you think is going to happen next? Like with these characters, they've now gone up into the rocks. 
Okay. You know there's a town back there. They have to, well, obviously they have to get back, get back to the town somehow, so they have to find some transportation. Oh, there we go. She's, you've got a, they've got a truck, so they've got to climb across the rocks or figure out some way of doing a kind of, um, as you're saying. Okay, so pitch me the rest of the movie. Oh, you shit. Think it's Oh, what I think is going to go... Well, I know how it's going to exactly end because we've just seen them... It's slamming against the, the inside of a concrete wall. So I think they're going to they're going to lure it off the edge of a cliff. That's what I think is going to I told you that at the very beginning. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> you told me that when it, at the very beginning. But I really do think it's just... Things are going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. They're going to end up back in the community and okay, we're going to lose like, several think, of the people. You, you're me and you're writing a script and you have no come to this point in the script. You've got your characters who are aware that there's a monster out there. There's more than one of them. They're trapped on higher ground. We've established that there's a town full of people. Mm-hmm. So, like, what would you do next? Like, what would you be your next in- instinct with the story? Well, my next instinct with the story is that they, they would all want to get the hell out of there, but you just need to establish that they can't get the hell out of there. And uh, they want to bring in help. And I'm just trying to think. I'm, I, this is how I would break down. It's like, what would I do in this situation? But I want to escalate things. Um, I want to make it tighter on them. I want them to be pushed into a corner more. Um, so, But you I can't keep them here. So they, I can't keep them there. I know I can't keep them there. So they're going to have to like put, find some way to hop, skip across the ground to get to that truck to get out of there. Or they need to get rescued from, they need to have someone rescue them. They're going to have to rescue the townspeople oh, because God. they know what the people, uh, what the guys back at town don't. So it's going to, it's the onus is falling on these guys to save the day. And But first they have to save themselves. Yeah, but they're learning as they, they're going, which is, it's only now that they're learning that you can't walk on the ground. The ground is dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take this information back to uh, the townspeople and it's going to be like... Stay off the ground. And where can you go when you're in a small town like that? You're going to go on the roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to try and... How do you escape when everywhere you walk is a danger to you? And they have no way of communication in the, to the outside world. No. Nope. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So, well, they have to try and kill it. They have no choice. But we're coming to the midpoint. So it's like this is the most important moment of, the, of a, a story for me. I'm curious to see because this is a term that I that, that, that's entered our lexicon recently about that 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 mid, the mid act climax or that. That's a term for you. That's not my term. <laughs> it's I just like you. I like it when you know the way you see things in a film, and I go, oh yeah, I kind of get it. I kind of like that big bombastic moment in the middle of a film and everything. Tumbled. So I want to see what the big bombastic moment in the middle of this film is. The point of no how, return, but he can't go back. You've got to go forward. And I feel it kind of has to be something big and huge and kind of like that big a big set piece and everything turns after it everything turns after that moment yeah that's it's, it it's the whole world changes that, that the creatures are heading directly towards the town and everyone's going to be killed so they can't stay up there forever mm-hmm. well now we've seen them they've just stayed there all night they've slept out, they've slept out there all night I literally don't know what's going to happen next Kevin how are they going to get out that's good what's good about this is I'm I'm with these characters right now I'm like going okay what do you fucking do now how are you going to get out of here and he's saying, well, what's the plan? This is the next morning. <laughs> the Italian version features an error in the cast names. I'm just reading the, the trivia here. Um, that was a boring piece of trivia to read out. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Nevada. Oh, they're still, yeah, it looked like, it looked like those, um, 
looked like those I've mountains. I've been to Nevada. Oh, yeah. Mm. I didn't like Las Vegas. I thought Las Vegas was... There was a there was a real creepy vibe when you drive into Las Vegas versus, I suppose, if you fly in. When you right. drive in, it's like desert, 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 skyscrapers. Desert, 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 desert. It just feels really wrong. You just feel like you're on a on a desert island. Yeah, you kind of are. You're okay. And it's it's the um the female lead who's... Oh, she's pole vaulting. Good girl. She got lucky with those poles. Yeah, they were just there, conveniently in the right spot. Here we go. And I just love the the music here and the the sort of the um the adventurous vibe of it all. Like the music is kicking in. This is fun though. Yeah. Even even this is a visual. Even this is a visual gag is is so in tone with the film. Like you know, it's playful and fun. Like it, when you when you have a film where the, the whole conceit is the floor is lava. That's a kids game. Yeah. So you're just gonna have more and more fun with how do we keep the people up off the off ground, the ground when they yeah. can't fly. Yeah. It's a great idea. It is a great idea. I wonder what the genesis for the film was because I don't even know anything about the backstory of like you know where this came from. God, I've read it all and I knew it all at one stage and I can't anymore. It was oh, land sharks. It's a cool um, short. It's a cool. It's a cool like, visual layer of seeing them all synch- uh, uh, pole vaulting across from boulder boulder in, in synchronicity. It's quite lovely. And it's again, again, a, a sense of them making forward progression. There's like you know, ah oh, yeah, we're, we've we've conquered that right. hurdle. Isn't that what we say? Moving left to right is forward pro- progress. Uh, yeah, left to right is always yeah a sense of forward progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the minute they get in, they're going to cause noise. They're going to have a few seconds to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, we already know that these things can eat a car. Oh, and here we go. It's got to grab. Oh, God. <laughs> he just slaps it across the face. <laughs> I had a sequence in Grabbers that was similar to this. Um, but it was Lisa was drunk driving. Yeah. It's like, you just don't want to have a standard getaway. You want to have some sort of, like, awkwardness. So yeah. It's like, hey, guys, I can't see <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is good. <laughs> she's got her head stuck through the window, and she's pushing the accelerator with her with her with her hand. It's funny. These snake things are just their tongues, man. These things are huge. <laughs> so, do, do any of the townspeople right now? Oh, they of course they believe it because they have they have a, a sample of one of the one of the tentacles. No, they believe it, but they just don't know what to do. Okay. So the town is sort of coming together. In the local convenience store, which also doubles as a cafe, which also doubles as a bar. It's so small. He, the kids, the kid sitting on the counter is kind of like the kid from the Wonder Years, the older brother, from the, the middle brother from the Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. It probably is him, is it? I don't know if it is. He looks a little bit odd for it. I have that exact same line in Grabbers. I found them. I get to name them where Paddy calls them Grabbers. Maybe I did rip the whole fucking film off. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. So you're saying it's not a rip-off of Tremors. <laughs> yeah. Stay out of the rain uh, is Grabber's conceit and get drunk. And this is like, stay off the ground and don't make a sound. <laughs> Very good. Robert Jane Melvin. He was in Pearl Harbor. 
Is this the kid on the counter? Yep. Oh. Oh, he's in tons of things. He was in Small Wonder. That was the sitcom he was in. I've never seen him before this. Small Wonder was the one with the little girl who was a, a robot. Never seen it. Wow. <laughs> it's a notorious, like, weird sitcom in that era when you had Alf on the telly. Yeah. Small Wonder was... Uh, 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 yeah, she was a little android. I've never, Kevin. I seriously, I've never heard of this. And I and I watched everything back in the early nineties. Everything that was on television, I watched it. It was probably on BBC or something. She's a small wonder. <laughs> no, this is not. This is not in my in a, in my memory banks. Okay, check your check your fuck me thing me fuck. I've sent small wonder. You, I've sent you a link. But I'm, I'm currently watching. So Valley is a smorgasbord. Go get Mindy. Mindy is Ariana Richards. Okay. There we go. That's what I like. Graboids. That's it. Graboids. Jesus Walter. Jesus Walter. I'd be sorry if we don't give it a name. So they don't commit to a name. I'm just looking at that link to Small Wonder and nope, never, ever, ever have I seen this. Oh my Jesus, God. I saw it. It used to be on on, um, on Network 2, I think, which is the Irish uh, TV channel. I don't, I, I'm, I'm shocked if it was because I, I used to, this was an era of my life where I could That's recite. That's the only place I would have seen it. Like I wouldn't have seen it anywhere else. We didn't I could, have um, more than two channels. Man, I could recite the entire RTE guide schedule for the week because we all, all we had was two channels, so I knew it. So I knew every program that was on, and I've never heard this thing. Oh God! Pardon my French. Where's Mindy? Where's Mindy? Mindy. Oh, and this clown is going around bouncing a basketball. This is a scene that my friend was telling me about in school. Oh, my God. And he found it really funny. Look, the basketball disappears. <laughs> Very good. Cracking up That's laughing. Cool. He had no Very idea. <laughs> and he's going to be up. Mm-hmm. He's a little punk. I know he's terrified. Where's that little shit stain? Oh, oh, he's got a cut in his knee. Oh, oh. Oh, get out of there. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. So, 48 minutes. Yeah. We're at the point of no return, remember? This is the mid-climax. This is the, the, the midpoint. Yeah. There's a, really, there's a really good <laughs> sequence coming up here. <clears throat> where, uh... So, they all get separated. It's like Jaws okay. 2, which you haven't seen. Which I haven't seen yet. And remember, we, we saw the, um... The, uh, the the generator, the fridge, fr- whatever you call it, the thing that keeps all the popsicles that would vibrate. Yeah, the freezer, yeah. It's going to go off in a second. Oh, cool. Oh, right, 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 right. Draw it straight to them. Oh, you can see the floorboards just creaking with this thing underneath it. So they're just, they have so to listen, perfectly right? quiet. Grabbers at this point, they realize they've got to get drunk to survive. And the mm-hmm. big point of, or the big uh, um, plot that happens in this is they have they're gonna have to get up onto the roof they're gonna have to get high off the ground and so oh jesus there's mindy on her pogo stick outside boing but that's brilliant that's great oh jesus and she's got headphones on so they can't warn her oh my god this is great tension this is great tension 
This truly is a mid-act climax. The Graboid, you got the Graboid camera. Kevin versus Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's going to outrun the Graboid, and he does. <laughs> I love the way it spits out things it doesn't like. <laughs> so yeah, so in Grabbers the other side they've got to get drunk and in this now. You know, the story's turned where up until this they're all walking around. Now everybody cannot step up foot on the ground. Yeah. They're all gonna have yeah. to get high, so they're all gonna be in different places and on different rooftops. It is a classic screenwriter screenwritery thing. After the, after that kind of like that midsection of the story, you have to introduce, or you should introduce, a new element to the story that is going to flip things around. More problems. It's just got to get worse and worse. Yeah, from. yeah. And this is good. Oh, she's after tangling herself up in barbed wire. Oh, not good thing to be tangled up in. And this is where she dies now. No, I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't believe you, Kevin. There are there aren't many deaths in movies, but this is the You're major just one. Bullshitting. No, this is because oh, it, it, she gets eaten here, and this is like where the story escalates to a new level. This is cruel. Yeah, but I think you need this. Don't you? This is like your quint moment. I'm just waiting now. Kevin Bacon's coming in, trying to rescue. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, come! Oh, she's getting pulled in by barbed wire. That's pretty. That's rough. Yeah. No, but this is where the whole movie's been building up to Kevin Bacon getting her pants off. And <laughs> this is, uh, it finally happens. Oh, yeah. So it's, a, it's a new sort of like. Oh, uh, And we also get to, see, we get to see how dexterous the actual um, the tentacles of the Graboid is. It was able to remove the pickaxe from its. So, two of them. Usually, it's usually in scenes like that, it's an excuse to get a lady's top off. And uh, now we got this. This is cool. That is a cool shot. I remember I remember my dad saw me watching this like years and years and years back. And when yeah. he saw her running along the, the floorboards, <laughs> he just burst out laughing. Why? He just thought it was a ridiculous looking image of her like legging it in her knickers. <laughs> and uh, the floorboards like flying up behind her. <laughs> oh, God. Who is that actress anyway? I don't know who she is. She hasn't done much, unfortunately. I'll tell you one second. Uh, is it Finn? Is it Finn character's Finn character? her name, but she's not been in much. Oh, she's only been in like one, two, uh, like nine things. Wow. Yeah. It's not and fair. She's really good in this. She's one of those faces that like looks familiar. It's because you've seen this film so many times. <laughs> yeah. In truth, I watched this at least once a year. <laughs> That was a good sequence, Kevin. That's a good sequence. We're in 52 minutes. They're going to get better. There's one of the best sequences of, of all of the movies coming up uh, yeah. soon with, with Reba McIntyre and Family Ties, Michael Gross. Do they, those do, guys. do they combine to do like the ultimate, uh, you know, TV, TV music intro? Because... Uh, no, they, um, um, they've, they're the gun nuts. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, we've got the rattling of the freezer now. Pull it out. I got it. Too late. Too late. Oh, that's cool. So they now... Oh, no! Wong, uh, Fred Wong. Oh, no. Is it Fred Wong? No, I, did, I just... I said Fred, but I should... It's something else. It's Victor Wong. Victor, Victor Wong. 
Ouch. Oh, poor Victor. Poor Victor. <laughs> Victor was the one who bit the bullet. But you do need this big sort of uh, uh, escalation. Definitely. Definitely. And I think it was the doctor gets his head bitten off. Oh, well. So, the lawyers... I would have eaten this up as a kid in the cinema. I don't know why I didn't get to see it. I don't even know if it probably opened in the cinema over here. And I very much doubt that it did. I think it was one of those films that probably just hits videos. Yeah, terrible. But but was a huge hit in videos, you know. Because I can definitely visualize so that. This is the hundred percent. The floor is lava. This is your yeah. you're at home and you're standing on the couch. Yeah, it's great because you know every, <laughs> everyone knows the, the 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 inventiveness and the the fun out of playing the floor is lava at home. See, you don't make it easy for them. So rather than put him and Rhonda together we separate them yeah so Rhonda's getting knocked out the window and it's, not, it's not what he would want yeah and always in a movie you want to do the opposite of what your character your main character wants absolutely and the other one coincidences okay? are okay if it's bad for the character coincidences are not good if they benefit say that again the coincidences are good if they're Co- bad for the character oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Quinci- yeah. coincidences are good if they if they have a negative effect on the characters you know I think character. the thing you said that was quite good last time was um, we'll accept coincidences when they work in favour of the antagonist but not when it works in favour of the protagonist yeah that's the same thing probably more elegantly <laughs> elegantly said yeah it's the same idea so I love this they're all now on different rooftops yeah that's and cool. like we're at the halfway point. So now they've now they're really screwed. So now Nancy, I'm just doing my- get up on your roof. Oh shit, she's so far away. They don't know what he's at. Oh, and we've got a truck. These are gun nuts. Yeah. The but the lovable gun nuts. Who's he for he's you? A, what do you call him? He's um a prepper. Uh what's so a prepper? He, a prepper is somebody, a doomsday prepper, someone that will have like um, uh, a bunker with all their food kept mm-hmm. in it because they expect at any stage society is going to collapse and they yeah. need to be prepared to uh, shoot any ravagers that come and try and steal their cans of beans. I don't know if I ever, you know, if the apocalypse came, I don't think I'd put up much of a fight because I've seen too many like post-apocalyptic things and I would just go, ah, I think I'll just die. It's all right. <laughs> That's good news for your wife and kids. Yeah, it's, lads, best of luck. You can you can eat my body if you want. It's grand. <laughs> like, do well, you I mean, want? We're do, living do, through the apocalypse. The podcast is is <laughs> a net result of the, the apocalypse. But at least with the apocalypse, we still have the internet. And I feel if we are in apocalypse without the internet and such things like um, TV and films, and which I do believe the apocalypse is is a world without TV and films and the internet, then. Um, yeah, I don't want to live in that world. Sorry. <laughs> Our teenage years, that was a real apocalypse. No internet. <laughs> Say over. <laughs> my dad my dad used to work in... Um, he used to work for the civil service. And he was in a base where he had a CB radio to talk to all the other kind of like lads out in the road and stuff like that. Um so he was used to saying over like this, which is like, come okay, come in, um, come in, Timmy Ned, yeah, come in, Timmy Ned, over, and they, everyone come back with over, right? So when he first started uh, using a mobile phone for the first s- several months, anytime he was on a mobile phone, he would say, "Oh, how's it going, over?" 
yeah, it took him a long time to get out of the habit. <laughs> so she's um, preparing bullets just because that's her hobby. That's her hobby, And yeah. though the, uh, one of the big bastards is going straight towards them. And they're in the basement, so they're underground. Oh, shit. And this is one of the great monster moments. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, it's going it's going to burst through the wall. It's going they're underground. It's going to burst through a wall. Yeah, but what's going to happen to these guys? They're they're going to die. <laughs> and hang on a second. At this stage in the story, have we established that? Well, obviously there's more than one because they've killed one. So yeah, this there's is two of them. They saw them. But do they know there's more than this? Is no, there there's a, only two of them. There are only okay, okay. Yeah, there was three originally. Right. Because they were looking at the seismographs, they saw three separate um, earthquakes. Okay. What I like is that they're not being ironic. The humor is coming from within the characters' personalities. Yeah. It's not them, you know, being above the concept of the film. So it's very sincerely yeah. uh, taking all of this. Yeah, because, yeah, the... the yeah, the, the drama is real to the characters. Okay. Oh, yeah. As I predicted, it came through the wall. So they're taking it seriously. Yeah. We still don't know if they're dead or not. We're hearing guns go off. Okay. They're still alive. Yeah, we don't know. We don't really know how it doesn't seem to work or travel well above ground. Oh, here come the little <laughs> tendrils. Look at the wall of guns. <laughs> such a great gag. Yeah. You can imagine in the summer that would have gotten a big laugh. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Even McIntyre just unloaded a shotgun on one of them. They're going to unload a lot more. It's <laughs> so funny. It is a funny gag. Let's just go back to the. Do you know what I love? The special effects. These are actual you know they're right there in the scene it's not yeah. CG it's not it's a, it's a major big puppet that they're using well it's, uh, there's so much super imposition in this Kevin <laughs> <laughs> good old Dan Martin uh, this is so funny this actually is a good gag it's a gun <laughs> and she's got a dump she's doing guns again but she's got two two magnums the elephant gun. <laughs> yeah. How can I get penetration with that? This is good stuff. <laughs> I've com- yeah, I completely forgot this. Look at the size of those bullets. She's got it with a flare gun now. Oh my god. You gotta have a flare gun. <laughs> the thing is still alive. No, the elephant gun has got to take it down. Come on. They're gonna get rid of this one, but then there's gonna be one left. Oh Jesus. Doesn't even you didn't even What's the word? Press it against his shoulder. The elephant gun's doing the job. And it's such a cool design for a creature. It is, yeah. Hey! So now again, we win! So now, after 30 minutes, there's another one dead. that score. I love the, yeah. the sort of the heroic fanfare. You're rooting for these guys. Like, in, in a really good monster movie or horror film, you're rooting for the characters to survive. But you're saying there's three, there's three monsters. And yeah, what's two so dead. Cool? So what's cool about this is that, like, the first 30 minutes they kill one monster, the second 30 minutes they kill the second monster, and it, obviously the third 30 minutes is about the third monster. That's so they clean. They keep saying mother humpers, and that is not, if you look at Kevin Bacon's lips, that's not what he's saying. <gasps> no way. He's saying motherfuckers, but the, oh, they had wow. to, they had to um, dub it for the rating. 
And I don't mind it in this because it'd be like in Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd saying, you motherfucker, it just wouldn't mm. fit. Yeah. So come here to me. Um, do they do they still know there's another one out there? They know that yes. right now because the character's right. Okay. They do. No, he says, any chance you can get the other two? They're saying there's two. Oh, yeah. Does he have you can get bullets? penetration even with the elephant gun. It's still moving. You didn't get penetration <laughs> even with the elephant gun. <laughs> Is this one bigger? Oh, of course there were two because they've got the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of the way that the finale happens. So they have to lure out. If they lure lure out, mm-hmm. our guys are like in the Alamo. Yeah. Bert, listen. Forget shooting them. Tell me this. Can you get to your truck? Get to your okay. truck. No problem. Good, because you have the only truck in the valley. Get up that jeep trail. Now listen. Here's the. But plan. you know what I love, right? Is this is heaven from mountain. Michael Gross's character because mm-hmm. he's a prepper, and suddenly, all of his survival instincts have come to to the fore. It's like. This is exactly what I prepared for. This is exactly what I wanted to have happen. Yeah. And um, and I just love it. I just like like how sort of like <laughs> he's into this. His character has reached full actualization. Yes. I love that. All the characters have the, uh, these little tiny little moments like this. Yeah. He comes back as well in the sequel, the the Mexican guy. It's eating the shop. Oh my god! I love the way the floor is is the, the the roof that they're standing on is just undulating. It's a cool effect. This is where you know, like, if you were an actor and you're on set, like, this is a fun day. We're having yeah. fun, rather than being on a green screen. But you could see how Kevin Bacon might have had concerns, like, you know. You know, it's he's like, oh, it's just a, it's just a monster movie. But in actual fact, it's executed so well. It doesn't it's a matter fun, if it's playful, yeah. clever. It's a very clever film. Exactly, as long as it's executed to, you know, to a high standard, to a high quality, it doesn't have to. This film doesn't isn't dripping with underlying themes, deep underlying themes or commentaries. It's there to. Be. Who the fuck needs them? I'm so bored of movies that are all about like, you know messaging like give me a break just entertain me oh, entertaining it's just entertainment this dumbass he's on his trailer Uh-oh. white trash take him out take him out <laughs> well I suppose they're all white trash he's, in this ring he's wearing a MAGA hat <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what do you think is going to happen Oh, okay. Well, it's, I think I think the camper van's going to get tipped over. Oh, it is. <laughs> He's got to die. He's got to die. Get higher, you dumbass. Yeah, he's just after climbing into a... Oh, he's trying to do a tractor tire and he got sucked down. That's cool. That was cool. Oh, well, we've got the, the tremors cam again. This. Not... Uh, no way, man. <laughs> Hudson, gonna die, get your man. shit together. Yeah, you gotta do something, man. It's just so well directed and so well written, and it's really well cast, and it's got a great score. And it's funny, like Ron Underwood, like you know, because I don't know if you did you. How do you feel about City Slickers? 
Space Lucas is fun. I just don't remember much of it. It's fun. It's a fun film, and I think it holds up. It's such a shame that his career really I've probably didn't... only seen City Slickers 2 more than I've seen City Slickers. Oh. He also did Mighty Joe Young. Remember that film with um, Bill... Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what else have you read, Will? Well, I, well listen. <laughs> I love when you're Bill pretending. Paxton. It's like... When did you know that? This is all coming off the top of my head. Hearts and Souls. You remember that Robert Dooney Jr. one? Uh, yeah, and I thought that was quite kind of a fun film. Yeah, I counted Joel's Charles Grodin, Tom Sizemore... Um, Elizabeth Shue big cast in that one actually yeah That's he's so dead in it isn't he or they're all dead yeah they're all yeah the ghosts yeah, yeah. I, I saw it when it came I can't really remember it. but yeah he had, a, he had a good run he was like directing big budget stuff right up but, to okay you know, so tell me things you've got to sing there what TV has he done because like, he's one of these guys that's probably shot I would assume about 50 episodes of television well you're going to have to give me a second because I was looking at IMDb not IMDb I was looking at um I was looking at uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> you know, I only really learned out what OnlyFans was recently, and um, it's about I told OnlyFans. you you weren't meant to click on that link. This like what you have to do in order to fund this podcast. It's like that's just between me and my um, subscribers. Oh, he he's done like he basically yeah he's ended up doing all TV for the last two decades basically. So he's done everything. He's done Fear the Walking Dead. Evil, Magnum PI, Hawaii Five O. Like this is the re, the, the <laughs> Hawaii redone. Five O, Hawaii Five O, um, Hawaii, Hawaii. <laughs> uh, once upon a time. So it, once upon, so he's done like big budget TV stuff and Agents of Shield, Nashville, Grey's Anatomy, Resurrection. He's become a TV uh, plug-in TV director for, and he's done a lot. A lot. We got a plan. I love that their their plan always uh, um, is decided with rock paper scissors. Oh yeah, yeah. It, no the adventures does this. The adventures of Pluto and Nash ended his film career. It ended his film career. Up to that point, he was just doing. He had a run. Eddie of, Murphy was responsible for that film. He was like in his the throes of his megalomania. Right. I've never seen it. Have you watched it? No, it's dreadful. Why would I watch it? <laughs> what if it turns out to be amazing? Maybe we should do it for a uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, one of our uh, one-time viewings. Oh, here we go. That's cool the way this, the, the roof of this thing caves in. Would you ever write a monster movie? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Oh, I'd love to do something scary. I'd love to do something scary because I'm scared of it. Um, you can write Grabbers too if you want. Okay, I'll do that. Right. Um, so what's a Grabber telling me again? <laughs> it's a thing that lives under the ground. It's got like snakes. Okay, uh, it's got it. Three snakes for a tongue. No problem. And the grabber drinks Guinness. Is that what happens? <laughs> so look, you're they're gonna have to f- create a distraction. You want all these sort of like mini plans within the main plot. Yeah. The characters have to do something. How are they gonna how are they gonna counteract what's going on? It's lovely seeing them figure this out in real time. That's what's pleasant about this, is that okay, how are we going to work this out and for it to make sense? you know, within the confines of the logic of the story. Rock, here's, paper, the, here's the rock, paper, scissors. So what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and get to the big JCB dump, dumper okay. and get in that and sort of flee tongue going at like five miles an hour, but it won't mm-hmm. be able to flip over a, a massive dump truck. Yeah. And this is the, the little quad. So they're going to distraction. They're going to have to, to the lead it away in order to be able to... 
make a run for it. And Kevin Bacon's the one that's going to make the run for it. Yeah. Even though he lost the rock, paper, scissors, and it should be Fred Ward. Yeah. It's just fun that Lynn to play. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. Good luck, Good luck shit. It's just, don't worry about me, jerk off. Oh, geez. Ah, here we go. The true hero- heroic act. First name on the call sheet. <laughs> but this is great. I love all this stuff. This is good, yeah. It's good tension. How much time so, has yeah, he got? I would keep going back to the watching the film and thinking, okay, let me let me figure this out. So they're all in the pub. I'm going to need to make this harder for them. Yeah. Right. So it's raining, which means they can't go outside because the, the creature is out there. Yeah. There are smaller ones that are now inside the pub. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to get higher. No, if you're upstairs, the worst thing that can happen is a fire. So a fire is going to have to break out. And I just keep sort of like seeing how they're doing it, like breaking down this script and going, right, so at the midpoint, this has happened. Yeah. There are no, the plan is what? And then, I don't know if you go through grabbers, it's, it's very similar in terms of like following the, 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 the guideposts that you yeah. need to, to get to a, a final confrontation between your heroes and your villain. That's why it's it is definitely beneficial to analyzing the films you love, like analyzing the shit out of them and formulating your own little and reading theories. the scripts and seeing what was yeah. cut from the scripts. Yeah, what what made them work? What made them? Yeah, what what steps might have been taken out in the process of the development? Um, and yeah, you 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 learn your own. You'll find your own little rules along the way that'll make you know the type of film that you want to make. See, this that is great. No, that. The tone are going to step in to help him yeah because he's in mortal danger yeah this is so cool oh it's just that's so cool that tension oh that is very cool so he's just standing on one foot as this tendril is what swiping is around so she's going to inspire the others make noise ah oh, good idea good idea go on over for a drink <laughs> he's, he's got to be dehydrated consuming all of that dirt and sand Hey, Kevin Bacon made it to the to the digger. No, he's got to get it started. It amazes me when I see vehicles as rusty as that actually operate and move. You haven't seen my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hanging together with sellotape. <laughs> oh no, she's fucked. It's ripping the the ladder. Listen to that score, though. It's really good. I actually forgot to check out who, who did the score. It's very, very good. Like, if you were watching this in Solomon, that's up full volume. Yeah. Composer. Ernest Troost. And I bet Troost. he did City Slickers as well. Uh, he did not. He's had a very short career as well. He actually hasn't worked on that many films. There you go. I'm right he's, again. Yeah, he's right again. He did uh, Dead Heat. Uh, actually, this is his most notable film. That's how mental. What happens to cause something like that? Wow. Wow. But then, you know, you can be a really gifted uh, filmmaker and just only get that one project off the ground. Yeah. It happens. Like, 
Jesus, like, it's kind of, yeah. He's, he's worked on... Are you, are you referring to yourself, Kevin? No, Bill. How dare you draw comparison between me and people that have not had a long career? I've, I've heard you chuckling. I've heard you chuckling. That's what I was thinking. I'm chuckling at the film. All right. And they're making bombs. That's so cool. We're really sensing the culmination of their efforts coming together and you're kind of going yeah you're doing it you're doing it you're not victims of this you can take charge you can you can and the people that thought the Valinor were just shitheads like these these guys thought that they were wasters they're yeah. working together the town is banding together that's cool god damn god damn <laughs> Michael J. Fox is my son so I'm gonna try and get to the mountains now This is good fun. We're going prepared. We can't hold still long. These things are damn smart. They're getting smarter by the minute. That's fine. We got some new things to teach them. You Such just great know. Dialogue. <laughs> and they're, so look, they're, they can't stop moving for more than a few seconds because it'll just dig the ground up from under them. Yeah. They're getting bogged down. You just so, know. So, right? Yeah, You've now got the characters uh, in a, a position of superiority. They're, it's work, things are working out in their favor. Yeah. That's not going to sustain itself. So something bad has got to happen. Uh, they're going to run out of fuel. The thing's going to break down. Tractor's going to break down. There you go. Right, so you've got those options. Run out of fuel. Tractor's going to break down. Or you could tie it back into your antagonist, the villain. And they said they're getting smarter. So mm-hmm. what could the monsters do that be smart that could stop them from getting away? Uh, dig, a, dig, a, dig, a, dig a trench or something like that. There Actually, you go. They're like, going to dig a trap. Yeah. Circle them, encircle them. Kind so of like we're, um, we're in a writers when we're working together. It's like I like that. Have yeah. them dig a trap rather than run out of fuel because that's very arbitrary. The monsters have got to be clever. They've got to I would start these things. What I would start doing is I would start finding uh, real world equivalents. So I would be like thinking, oh, they're like you know um, the Arca whales. <laughs> no, no, Arca whales. You know Arca whales. They kind of like in, they circle around. They work as a team to circle their the prey and they dazzle them with bubbles and they really do yeah, kind of yeah. like elaborate stuff. So. Yeah, I would kind of, I would start thinking like that. One of my favorite jokes is coming up here in a, in a minute, and it's with Michael Gross, and it's with the young kid. Okay. What a Geiger counter bomb shender. <laughs> he prepared for everything except underground goddamn worms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here we have that really, really heroic music. That's really cool. But this isn't. That wasn't the joke. The big joke is coming. Okay. Ah, you really feel their progression. It's got, it does have that Here that Jaws go. vibe. They're just crawling. It's such a great score. It's a shame he didn't do more. Yeah, it's so totally. It's, it feels iconic. And it's weird he even didn't do the score for the the, the sequels. It cost too oh. much, I suppose. Okay. So what are they, what doing? Are they doing? Yeah. As long as they're doing over there, who the... Yeah. Wait, should they give a shit? And we're back to the beginning of the movie. Right. Oh, there we go. The trap. Oh, wow. The tractor has just uh, sunk So this is my it. favorite guy coming up here. They're all going to have to make a run for it. And what do these guys know? They know that they're safe on those rocks. Yeah. They dug a trap. I can't believe it. They 
goddamn things that dog a tram. So what part of America were you in besides San Francisco? Did you travel anywhere else? Oh shit, I was in, well obviously Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York. Um, no, I actually haven't been in the middle. I've like been all around California, well up and down, uh, traveled up and down the coast road of California. I've only been to, I've been to Utah because of Sundance. Okay. Um, Nevada, Arizona, California. Those are the states I've been to. Oh wow. Arizona was stunning, stunning. But you know, one of my bucket list things is I, when I, we got a, we rented a car, we traveled down, we traveled from San Francisco down, San Francisco down to Santa Barbara, and we went off the beaten track and went out into, we, we turned, took a right because we needed to get to San Francisco quickly, and so we ended up driving for three hours without, without seeing a single human being, without seeing another car that or was anything. That like was us when we were going to uh, Las Vegas. Really? Yeah, it's just there's and, fucking nothing around, and then but, suddenly... Civilization. What, what we were driving through was basically basically Little House in the Prairie set. Like it was just prairied fields and just right. grassy fields and it was just so beautiful. And I at that, I remember on that drive I just went, I have to see the rest of this country. I really have to see the rest of this country. See, Rhonda now is saying, you've got the bombs. If we throw the bombs in the direction that we want to head, okay. it's going to affect the hearing of these things. And they're going to go in the opposite direction. They're going to flee okay. away from the sound. So let's throw a bomb in the direction we want to go, and as soon as we see the dust devils, we know yeah. we've got a we've got a few seconds to make a run for it. And like this is my favorite joke: the kid is panicking. This will make a thing. Give him a big fucking gun. <laughs> That's your solution right there. <laughs> Give a child a gun and magnum. Notice. Like, thinking about like moments. This is a clever moment. Let's throw yeah. a bomb. Yeah. And you're gonna see the things head in opposite directions means they've got a few seconds now let's leg it oh the dust devils indicates that the, they've gone in that direction so now yeah. everybody run as fast as you can towards the yeah. rocks go 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 oh you're too slow you're too slow like if this had Spielberg's name on it everyone would consider this to be an absolute classic yeah 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 and produced by Galen Hurd he's one of the well exec yes. producers on this yeah 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 Mindy, come on, Mindy. These aren't dinosaurs. These are underground worm monsters. Here's Melvin's moment now. It's amazing how this film inspired Denny. Oh, we've Den- seen it. Sorry. <laughs> it's amazing how this film not only inspired you, but it inspired Denis Villeneuve to make uh, the original movie Dune. Just <laughs> but did you see this- it? Bert, you asshole. There was no bullets in the gun. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. Oh, very good. Okay, they're on the rocks at least. Yeah, but, but are they gonna, just stranded? They're gonna die there. Yeah, they're gonna drive. They're gonna die there. Yeah, we're back to square one where they were with. Except, with them. except, they have bombs which they know will drive them away, mm-hmm. but they don't have. They only have a finite number of bombs. So, what do you do? Okay. Well, we're heading into the climax now. We're heading by find it. You've got no now? choice, but you've got to kill those sons of bitches. No way. Yeah. You've got to go. Yeah, we need fifty of those bombs. Well, that's it. We're not getting off this rock. Well, we're not gonna pull. Kevin Bacon always had that haircut. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> even yeah. I'm trying to think. Um. Yeah. It's like you're giving up or something. Have you ever had long hair? 
Have I ever? Yeah, I actually did have long hair. The one time I had long hair was between the shoots of on my first feature, My Brothers, because I was playing this. Um, I had one scene in that film, and yeah. it was like an arcade guy, and I had to have grow my hair long. Well, long have heard that, that on, on an episode. They've heard. That oh around. yeah, it's <laughs> awful. But what happened was, was after we finished shooting, we knew that we needed pickups because the film needed pickups, and so they one of the scenes was my. Did you get pickups? No, we didn't. Oh, we, we, we knew say. we needed pickups. We didn't get pickups, but we definitely needed pickups. And as needed a, res- a ton of pickups. We got none of them. We got none of them either. Um, so uh, basically, they, the producer said, oh, look, don't cut your hair because, you know, we're going to do pickups in January or February. And this was, we were shooting it in December. So I just, I just kept growing my hair longer and longer. So my hair just kept going. It, would, <laughs> it was almost shoulder length. I would put it out. I was wearing a hairband. And it was actually, because of my curly hair, it was kind of, the hairband was, I got comfortable with it, to be honest with you. You looked like you had a, a, an afro. Yeah, I did have an afro. Yeah, I did actually have an afro. It was mad. Did you ever have long hair? No. My hair is it. like, is wavy, so it just ends up looking really um, unkempt. and oh, right. like a like a hobo. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's just awful. So they're still trying to come up with a plan here. Oh, yeah. Bad idea. <laughs> No, no, it gives me an gives idea. Going fishing like. Ah. And just that quick cut, going fishing, and immediately you go to them. They've fishing. already they've already fashioned the line. They're just, yeah. yeah, they're in the middle of it. We don't see them. To, Economical. To Economical, yeah, absolutely. 15 you see, you learn by see, watching them do it, not the, the, the build up. What they all use it for? A cannon. <laughs> I can use it for I would have watched these films though and thought, oh God, I'd love to make movies. I'd love to yeah. just be out there and just making this and the adventure of it. And oh, it just seemed like the dream of doing all yeah. this stuff. And then I did Grabbers and we were in Baltic freezing weather <laughs> with rain <laughs> machines awful. going. What, what, year did you, what year did you shoot that? What year was it? 2011. Oh, okay, it was a year after my brother's my my feature. So it was when the big the big storm happened. Oh yeah, oh the, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was off. We were shooting in awful weather, but not. We were shooting in the year beforehand when we had uh, horrible like deluge of rain. It was so it was cold. Awful. It was, it was so uncomfortable cold. to be outside for more than a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, they so they got one. They did. Sorry, got one. Saying, There's one left, oh, and cool. now they've only got like I think the other two. one. They waste some of the bombs now. Okay. I just love as well that the monsters have got orange goo. Yeah, it's cool looking. But yeah, I so we shot we shot on winter time as well, and it was awful. It was so fucking cold. It was ah, uh, it was just uh, if you stood in the shade, you were just going to get hypothermia. You would get hypothermia after like half an hour. It was awful if you weren't like properly. None of our actors up. could wear wetsuits either under their clothing, so. They had to just really just soak in that icy cold rain. Oh, and Jesus then, Christ. Surprised none of them can get sick. Yeah. Here, we're going to go for a second. Come on, come on. It's not so going to work this time, is it? The, the first time it worked out pretty well, pretty quickly. It's got one of my favorite endings to a movie because it, it, it doesn't go the way that you have in so many films, even Grabbers, which is the original ending to Grabbers. I didn't have them blow it up. I had them right. drone it in cement. And it was to lure oh. them into a, a cement pit and uh, just bury it in cement. And it was too. It was considered to be too um, anticlimactic and difficult okay. to pull off. 
they're not going to lose all their bombs. I love this. I love this. The plan that worked well the first time is it can't work as well the second time. Not only does it not work well the second time, it actually depletes the rest of their ammo almost. That's class. That's good. That is good. That's just elegant storytelling. That's the stuff you need to do to to craft a, a satisfying story. So in Grabbers, Lisa gets out of the, the truck and instead of stepping into mud, mm-hmm. uh, she steps into wet cement. And in the film, it doesn't make any sense when she steps into mud and she's like, oh no. Um, she, but she steps into wet cement and at the end, the film circles back to that location. Okay. And she sees her footprints. She's, in the pub, she sees cement on her boots. That reminds her of the, the place where they were building a hotel, building a golf course. Yeah. And... Um, She's, when they get there, she sees her footprints in the, the cement have hardened. Yeah. And she thinks that's the plan. We got to get it into this trough and just bury the fucking thing in cement. Right. And uh, that was the, the climax. And I thought, yeah, I'm so clever. Uh. And then I ended up with them shooting it and blowing it up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I still tried to work in like using alcohol and stuff like that. But it was, uh, I don't know. It's a fun film still, Kevin. It's still a fun film. It's fun, but it, you realize how... It's our last one. Prob- when you've got a problem on a film while you're shooting it, it all becomes the script's problem. So I had to keep writing solutions on the fly. God. And then um, I was rewriting the ending of that right before we shot it. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, you spend ages perfecting it and then you can't do it. And then... See, that's lame the script <clears throat> man, what they see that, on screen that's a part of the reason why I much prefer to work in animation than live action because in animation see kind, wait wait I'm going to cut you yeah. off just for a second because Kevin Bacon though is this is him being actualized as a character he's got okay. a plan he's going to stick with it he, none, none of the guys know what it is and they've got the last bomb left it's like what are you doing I got a goddamn plan right and the three of them are going to band together I've got it. She's got the lighter. Oh, Jesus. And they're heading towards certain doom. And the the shots of the the grabber moving... No, God, the grabber is moving through underground. It actually gets better as the the film progresses as well. Here we go. That's the identical shot. Stampede. Remember at the beginning of the film when he was pissing over it and he wakes the guy up by shaking it. It's like, stampede. And it's an identical shot as well. It's so... Clever. You missed. Okay. Is the idea to dazzle him? No, it's to drive it off the To drive the cliff. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had the Spielberg dollies, dolly out zoom in. Can you fly, motherfucker? It says sucker. <laughs> So clever. There we like, go. How do you kill a, a thing which is needs to be underground? You fucking into the air. And you, we never learned where do you think these things came from. No, we never learned weird. anything about we them. We never need to learn this shit. Yeah. That's good. So the creatures the an alien. They don't know what they're called. It was like a, a xenomorph was attacked well, to it in the sequel. But in the mm-hmm. first one, they don't know what it is. So no. Parasitic life form. Stampede. Stampede. 
Sorry, I cut you off. You were saying something earlier about... Oh, oh yeah. I was just saying what you were describing there about the shoot just illustrated to me or was my feeling of why... I well, have you said a, you like to work in animation. I like part of the reason I like is because of the less the variables that those painful variables where you go, oh shit, we just have to keep rewriting the scene. I'm like going, oh, well, like it's just it's just diluting. Obviously, you can create create magic in those moments as well, but in in animation, you've time to think and solve the problems, you know. Um, and this, you know, he's been talking about you know finding the ideal girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that this was a reshoot. Oh, really? The very, very end was a reshoot because he didn't go back and kiss her. Ah, oh, okay. And audiences said, no, we're not having that. You've got to kiss her. And again, in Grabbers, we there was no kissing in Grabbers. Right. They were they were platonic That's... buddy, buddy uh, comedy. <laughs> and they yeah. added in the kiss at the end. And it was like, uh, I didn't write a rom-com. I wrote a buddy comedy. <laughs> I love the way Kevin Bacon pulled the girls' photographs from there. The, yeah, yeah. the visor. Pictures seem like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, um, thanks for everything. You know, saving my He's life. like looking on thinking, not closed. Seal the deal, you dumbass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you like it, then you got to put a ring on it. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you sometime. Uh-huh. Come on, Kevin Bacon. Come on. You see, in this instance, it... There's, uh, and you like her. It's like, uh, well, yeah, because it's just it's, been rejected. And it's it's set up at the beginning of the film that Kevin Bacon is looking for his dream girl, has been looking for his dream girl. I know, very, I know, I'm working up to it. So this was a reshoot, I think. Here we go. I'm walking after the sunset. She's great. She should have done more. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I was so shocked. She's to see. looking at him with gooey eyes. Yeah, I was shocked to see how little she's done. Actually, that's the thing—the kind of the overarching thing—that so many of the people behind this film really didn't have very long it, careers. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a hit. This is Reeve McIntyre's song, though. Ah, yeah, yeah. She had a long career. Yeah, she did. And for a ginger as well, it's amazing. <laughs> See, the gingers always surprise you. <laughs> they do. That was you a joy. Keep an eye film. on them; they, they can pull anything on you. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of that film. It's great fun, Kevin. Great, great fun. And that uh, completes another first-time reaction commentary <laughs> from Will this time, not from, from me. me. <laughs> it felt like that, Kevin. It really did. Oh, oh no. God. I, I want to apologize to everyone out there who thought that there may be some insight um, for myself uh, on this. I went so unprepared. I thought, I've got this. You knew everything about it. But oh, I think we did some nice breakdown you know what? of the story. I probably would if it wasn't being recorded. But when I'm, I've been burned so many times in the past now where I get things wrong, that now I just hold back. If I'm not 150% sure on something, I'm not yeah. going to say it. Because so many times I'll say something where I've got it 98% right. But I'm still wrong. Hey, and it's painful when you listen back to an episode and you think, "You fucking idiot! What was wrong with you?" Uh, yeah. Tired. So far, I don't think we actually said. I really don't think we said anything wrong. I am. Um, I had. You the, wouldn't uh, know if we did. Or no, because I had IMDb. I had IMDb and Letterbox open here, so I was like referencing that the entire time. There we go, Woodruff, Woodruff and Gillis. Yeah, I was like, "Jeez, I know them. I know those names." KMB. Oh, KMB. Oh, okay. 
Did they not fall out? They had like they split up not, or something like no, that. No, no, they're still going. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, this was their big break. Like uh, they'd worked under people uh, up until this, and when they got this contract to be the ones to create their own monster, they just really went for it. So they created a big thirty-five foot. Uh, what would you call it? Puppet. Yeah. And I think they delivered. It's great. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Like, yeah, that's the one thing. When you look back at some of these films, you know, the creature effects and special effects eh, look ropey. And in this, they do not look ropey. They look pretty cool the whole way through. I would love to know, actually. I'd be curious to know what the production budget of this film actually was. It's very small. I think it's like either 11, it's either, it's either 11, 12, 13, or 14. It's something like that. Wow. Quite small. Let's like, look it up. Yeah, but I'll tell it. you one thing. Like, do you know what amazes me all the time? Is that Aliens had a production budget of 16 million. 16 million and it looks fantastic whereas like I suppose the original Star Wars which came out yeah. 13 years before and was about okay. 10 or 12 Tremors had a budget of 10 million and it made 16 million at the box office it made a profit and then it made a ton That's of money in VHS when you think of like how I much know, of that would go towards the exhibitors and and marketing add on to that maybe another 10 million to market but, but hold on the 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 it was a huge hit on VHS. It was a huge hit. No question about it. I don't think that mattered to um, suppose, yeah. the studios until it got into physical media where people would buy DVDs and things. Then there was another yeah. boom. So this was just an unprofitable film, oh, which is God. why all the other ones was, were direct-to-video. I'm curious to watch the sequels. The first three, first okay. three are very fun. Same writers, and they kept alternating between them. So they would mm. direct them and write them and one of them would direct this one the other one would direct the next one and they kept it going up until the fourth one and the fourth one is probably my favourite of the sequels oh wow so there you go oh wow that was that Tremors was I enjoyed that Patreon thank you absolutely Will. that was fun back again next time good luck everyone see ya <laughs> and here is a clip from the lads latest mini bits bonus show the full episode plus 100 more are available on their Patreon mini bits Another new episode. Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this. I've got my corn sorted out. I went to the shop this the other day, and uh, she Your said, "Corn, uh, my corns." Did you ever get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes, and stuff like that. Do you, do you not wear any shoes like around the house you walk no, barefoot? I, I, I wear no it's the opposite GA shorts it's the opposite I wear incredibly tight shoes like those Chinese women oh. who get their feet bound who had their feet bound like you know before the turn of yeah. this last century and so they had incredible corns and bunions this is a great opener for a mini bits episode where we get people disgusted <laughs> Squally it's episode 73 of the mini bits <laughs> I'm Kevin you're Will this is yeah. our Patreon podcast. 
Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode. And then every so often, it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode. And yeah. I'm like, what did we, how did we say it? What did we say on that episode? It's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes. Maybe it didn't sound as desperate. Maybe we said, don't join. Maybe reverse psychology. That's how we should do it. Reverse psychology. Don't join up to our patron. Don't. It's, <laughs> cancel. You don't des- Everybody cancel. <laughs> you don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look need of you. you. We, don't, we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people? We, we did, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic, especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh, how do you think yeah. I, how do you think I did? I, I, I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once. So I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across, but you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with, did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure they were, they were profiled in the Gar- Guardian as well. Yeah. But we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. we don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're, 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 you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah. I just want to die. Those are my Prince Albert. <laughs> Your hat? <laughs> yeah. I Speaking of, of the, which. I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want. So I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh, uh, yeah. Bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glint. Yeah. Like starlight twinkle. <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, 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 did, what did you want to speak of? Which? Start the time. Oh. I forgot. You may as well. Because the all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after Yeah, we, we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to watching thing. that. Okay. Okay. I'll save my thoughts. And right. um. What else did I see? I made notes, but sure. It doesn't really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So um, I'm Well, the Joker 2 trailer came out today. I saw it. Yes. I watched that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah. It's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look, hey, listen, uh, I actually, what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch, rewatch The Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was a kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show, the Joker episodes. Oh, yeah, that's going to be just to fill me in just, like on the lore, you know, get up to just, speed, get you right up to speed. <laughs> And you'll be there going, where, where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where, where are they going to show up? 
And like, it's a bit of a weird time though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which is its own universe entirely. Mm. Uh, And then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many IP. But like this, just everywhere. What, well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world has very much entered the, the film world. It's where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors. And there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, oh, it's this is the insane. thing. Kevin, so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod, on a podcast. What was it on one of those? Uh, it was the last. Show? It was the last mini bits. Uh, I you, think. S- you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. And have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to raise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people on Discord are trying to every, raise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting though, like, um, tweets, comments, TikToks. Uh, articles, anything insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. Okay. I was like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's everywhere. And the other thing, do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly, whatever. They would just, they were morons. But no. <laughs> I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a lot. Where has, where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've, you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, (laughs) but I can't get it right. It's like the you I. Because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I would find myself writing the word compliments. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment, I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you a compliment. It's insane how little you can retain information. It's insane. (laughs) Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I have the timer, like, I have a whole fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Here. Okay. Jesus Christ! Where's me fucking? What? Where's me ding dang ding? Ding. Here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right. 